Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside and today I'm talking with Ant Timpson about his film Come to Daddy. It screens this week in the New Zealand International Film Festival and it's described as a comedy thriller starring actors Elijah Wood, Stephen McHattie and our own Madeleine Sami. As a bit of background, Ant Timpson created the 48-hour film festival and the incredibly strange festival here in New Zealand and Come to Daddy marks his debut as a feature film director. Ant Simpson, really good to, to meet you. Yes. And uh, a bit of an honour for me, actually, the, the great Ant Simpson, who's been behind, <laughs> been behind the incredibly strange film festival. So honoured. And yes. 48 Hours. Um, yeah, you've been doing this for a long, long time. I have. I feel incredibly old. Um, so 25th year of the, of the Incredibly Strange. It's kind of the, the weird thing now is the fest name has, is, has sort of existed longer within the International Film Festival than it did under its sort of original incantation because that was um, uh, a decade from 94 to 2003 and then so we've been inside, I say we, um, the festival's been inside the International for since 2003 so yeah so it feels like a second home Um, and it's changed a lot, it's very different from what it started out, it's definitely gone through lots of waves of course, you're here to talk about your um, film, Come to Daddy, and it's your directorial debut. Yeah. So that must have been a challenge as well. I mean, you've obviously, you're, you're in film, you've, you've, you've worked with films, you've produced, but directing and a, and a feature is quite a big leap. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Basically, the film's based, inspired by the death of my father, so it, it comes from a very dark place that was cathartic. I should say that the film's quite funny. Um, it's not. It's not a morbid drama about uh, about um, a, fa- a son getting over his father. It's very much. Um, it, it just took elements of that whole experience that I had with him, which was quite unusual. And we won't get into it because it it's quite convoluted. But um, that uh, inspired me to really make a, a film uh, with a writer I knew to be a love letter to my dad. That's pretty much it. So was your father as dark as the? Father. We both shared a super wicked dark sense of humour, absolutely. But that's where it ends, at humour, it doesn't, there's nothing you want to share or confess. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no, we had a pretty uh, pretty good, um, well, you know, stoic southern man, um, probably as as open and warm as, as you get with those types of that generation um, from the Depression, you know, raised on sheep stations, very, you know, hard worker. Um, it was just, there were some unusual elements, like um, when, after he was dead, I spent time with him and his body in, in his house, and um, that was really surreal, and was supposed to be um, cathartic, and the way that you, like Shiva for the, for the, um, for the Jews, Jews, I can't even say Jews now, um, <laughs> but the way that you uh, lie in wait, you have the body in wait, and then um, you pay respect, and then some people paid respect that I didn't know, and they had these great stories about my dad. They were good, they were kind of fun, interesting, but I'd never heard. And so they, they give you a glimpse of sides of your parent that you don't really know. And so my twisted way of taking that was to like, oh, let's go into a really dark place, because that would make dad laugh. Um, and so that's kind of the genesis of the film, is like, do you, do you really know your, your father? As a son, do I really know my, my father? So. Um, yeah, his, his, so when the dark past maybe starts coming back, um, how does the next generation cope with that? And it's quite, uh, it's quite interesting for humans to play with, you know, the, the, the two sides, the duality about human nature, the good and the bad. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the strange thing about this film is that 
uh, from the outset, it's, it starts out as one type of film, and then it changes gears and becomes totally different, and then and does it again. Um, but throughout that, there's some really personal stuff that I know that connects me to the material really strongly. Um, that does resonate with certain people because after seeing it now with, with various audiences overseas, um, it's been surprising that the emotional stuff that works for me in it actually is connecting with them. So, which is crazy when you see the film because it's not that. It's there is there is a um, the, it is there, but it's it's um, it's it's housed in this crazy um, genre film. And a great cast too, Elijah Wood, yeah. um, Stephen McHattie and uh, Madeline Sami. Madeline Sami, Martin Donovan, yeah. Um, dream, dream cast for this film, actually, to be honest. And Elijah was always uh, a gamer from day one. He was the first person who read the script, actually, uh, and was in mind when the script was written. So, and we, um, actually, the writer and I, we were talking about like um, the character, it's the LA sort of, he's like, kind of like a wannabe um, LA douchey DJ slash um, tastemaker slash producer. Um, and we were thinking like, oh, let's, um, you'd send him a photo of Skrillex <laughs> along with the script when I sent it to him. And, um, and that kind of like got him, Elijah ticking away, even though he, he did not want to play it. <laughs> As Skrillex, but it gave it was it set up the tone pretty easily about like let's take that character, let's imagine taking that guy from LA and dropping him into this and seeing how how he reacts. That was kind of the, the basis of it. I know that you're short for time, and there are a couple of things not yeah. related to the film. I actually wanted to just um, sure. check in with you. Is it true that you have the, the one of the largest collections of 35 mil? Films is that in true? the southern hemisphere, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and my brother's been going nutso as well now. So he's um, he's running the Hollywood Theatre in Avondale, and um, there's a massive archive there now of all of our stuff. And I've got a lot of um, films in Austin with the Alamo Draft House as well. And yeah, it's it's been growing for 25 years, so it's pretty substantial. So do you, do you think at some point you'll you'll put them all on? Over rotation, maybe show them. They well, the the yeah, they're being they've been shown in film societies, cinematics for the all the time. So there's a rotating number of prints that are offshore mainly. But yeah, we're getting through them here um, at the Hollywood um, because it's really the only theatre now running 35 millimeter in the whole country. I love that theatre. Um, yeah. Who's it? Was it Jen? Jen's? The Dutchman used to to run the Hollywood. Oh, Jan. Jan. Jan yes. Jan Grefstad. Yes, absolutely. And they used to do Rocky Horror there. Did ro Rocky Horror? Yeah. That's where it was. wasn't birthed there, but it lived yeah. there for twenty odd years. Yeah. So that's coming back. I think there's maybe a special screening with um, someone very special coming up. So the final question really was: um, I was reading about uh, your views on censorship. Yes. So, so what is your beef? God, this is this <laughs> is a condensed version. This is of what another you're... another whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know the weird thing is like everyone said once you have kids you're going to completely you're, you're completely flip but I haven't and in fact it's, in some ways I just feel like um, more so than ever it feels a little bit archaic in this day and age um, the genie's out of the bottle I just feel like um, like Australia has started to become I think I think we can do it and and stagger it uh, where we have more self-regulation like so festivals can self-regulate um, their films. Um, and I think what everybody wants and what the public are saying is like, we, you know, because especially in this day and age where apparently if you can step on a trigger every two yards, they just want to be informed. 
more so than banning, more so than blocking, even though it seems like we're in the age that everyone wants to stop everyone from talking. Um, for me, I, I feel that there's only one outcome to that, and it's not a good outcome. So I, I feel like there's got to be some um, sensible moderation. Would you see it though that some films would always be for adults only? Uh, yeah, that you me, still have a ratings and classification system? To me, that they, they're under the Crimes Act. You know, the, the ones that the films that everyone's worried about, they, there's legislation that looks after that, looks after the public. You know, what we're talking about is is films that come towards a board that uh, are, you know injures the public good, which has always been the term that's kind of like very vague and I feel but what to me is like what's happening now with it's not censorship it's classification right so classification what's happening is that film culture here is is kind of crap compared to most good international cities um, because we have this crazy system where you have to pay an enormous amount of money to get one film on one screen where Marvel pays the same amount to have 180 screens playing the same thing. So why, if I want to do show a Bresson film, I have to pay 1200 bucks to show one screening of it, where Marvel, or whatever studio is putting something out, pays the same price for to make $5 million, and I was just trying to show something that I would, I'd lose money on, and I can't even do that. So what that means is like extrapolate that idea across everything that's being lost because of just financial necessity. And we are sure you can go online and click it, but I, I'm, that doesn't interest me. I, I, my whole thing is about theatrical experience and getting people... Cinemas are churches to me, so I want people to come to the churches and, and I want them to pray to the cinema god. So that's the whole philosophy. I just feel like we've lost an enormous amount of screen culture because of financial burdens, and that should never have been part of the equation. And we're, and we're being... And those of us who are wanting to do it are being penalised and they're rewarding the studios. I think that's just offensive. So essentially, because of what you can get on the internet, it, it makes the whole system a joke, the fact that you're... you're of course it does. You know, I heard there was discussions to try and rate every clip on YouTube. And there's seriously, you know, there's been lawyers meeting, Google lawyers meeting with classification and ministry and talking about how they're going to try and do this. It's like, you're crazy. You are absolutely crazy, you know, like it's not going to happen. Um, so you either educate, adjust, and bring some damn common sense to to it. And I've got kids, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to be very smart in their content and what they eat, but I'm, I know that you, as a parent, you, you're dreaming if you think you're going to control it, whether it was the Playboy out and out behind the, the bike shed or something, you know, it's, it's... Those innocent days are gone. They're gone. It's just horrifying what they have access to now. That scares me completely. Video games where you lock yourself away in a, in a, in a um, room for 50 hours playing first-person shooter, that terrifies me way more than someone watching one of my crazy movies, that, you know, an R18 in a, in a regulated environment. Like, it's just, it's all over the show. Well, interesting thoughts, and uh, maybe <laughs> I maybe. told you it's another. It's a bigger. It's a bigger discussion. Yeah, no, that's all good. Maybe I'll get you back when you when you're free, if you're Absolutely. free, and, and talk about it some more. Uh, well, all the best for the New Zealand premiere. Thank which you. Is this week, and uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. That was Ant Timpson, the director of Come to Daddy, which has its New Zealand premiere July 26, 2019, in Auckland. Don't forget to visit my website, andrewwhiteside.com. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thanks for listening.